This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 667, On Paying Attention, by Anne DeSauser with kateflanders.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday, and welcome back to Optimal Living Daily, a podcast with a vision of bringing hundreds of blogs to audio for free. Here, I currently read from a bunch of different personal development and minimalism blogs, like The Minimalists, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, and many more, including Kate Flanders, who I'm reading today. Well, actually not her, it's actually a guest post on her site, so it's from a friend of hers. Let's get right to it as we optimize your life. On Paying Attention by Anne DeSauser with kateflanders.com. I started writing this post in a hotel room in Sparks, Nevada that I booked from the car after driving for 10 hours straight. That was not the original plan, not by a long shot, but the campsite my boyfriend and I were eyeing was less than ideal and I dissolved into tears the moment I saw where we were supposed to sleep. We are in the process of moving from New York City to San Francisco and have been cooped up in the car together for the past seven days. There's something inherently romantic and quiet about a road trip and I had big dreams for this one. I saw us riding nightly together by the campfire, grabbing healthy snacks from the cooler I had so thoughtfully packed and trading books back and forth as we raced through them. Instead, I haven't written a word until now, we don't even own a cooler, and I'm on page 78 of my very first book. One car, one highway, one boyfriend, one tent. It doesn't get any simpler or slower than that, but I haven't been able to slow down in the slightest. My heart starts to race when we lose service in fear of missing a pressing work email. My hands will absentmindedly open Instagram before I even know what they're doing. I'll get lost in thought in the middle of an audiobook and suddenly come to three chapters later. My mind is constantly wandering to all the things we have to do when we get to San Francisco. Find an apartment, sign a lease, change our address, forward our mail, unpack our entire lives. The only place my mind definitely hasn't been, that would be in the actual car or on a turnout in Grand Teton or even in that hotel room in Nevada with the only hot shower I took in seven days. Slow living has been on my mind constantly lately, mostly because I fear I've been failing miserably at it. I fear I've blown my shot at this slow summer. I've had to remind myself constantly to put down my phone, to stretch my legs when we stop for gas, and to enjoy this sweet and uninterrupted time together that is so rare in our modern world and at our age. The strangest part is I don't even know when living slowly became hard for me or when it became something I lost somewhere along the way. I grew up incredibly slowly on a dirt road in South Carolina with siblings who loved to play outside until dinner and parents who didn't believe in cable. It never occurred to me that I needed to speed things along or that one day there'd be something called Instagram that I would check before even getting out of bed in the morning. But I grew up as we all eventually have to and I grew into someone my child self might not recognize. My mind was always elsewhere onto the next thing, the next step, the next city, the next job. I ended up chasing happiness outside of myself for a really long time. I moved dorms and apartments and zip codes, but I somehow always found myself coming home. I would call my parents from boarding school as often as I could just to hear their voices and feel that familiar sense of peace. I went to college in my hometown and whenever I found myself stressed or nervous or sad, I would drive the 25 minutes to my childhood home, pet our dog, take a deep breath and drive right back to town feeling like some semblance of my old self. My mom still sends me recordings of the sounds of our backyard at night, the bullfrogs and the whippoorwills and the crickets, which would be beyond stressful and loud to some people, but will always beat the sound of a New York City street at night to me. Anne Lamott once wrote, 
there's ecstasy in paying attention. The first time I read that, I circled it, highlighted it, underlined it, and wrote it over and over again in my journal. I did everything I could to commit that line to memory and put it into practice. It became my mantra when I forgot myself or when I needed to slow down and come back to the present moment. It's so outrageously simple, but it reminds me daily how much goodness can come from slowing down, paying attention, and breathing deeply. The last night of our trip, we got lost on an unpaved and unmarked road in Tahoe National Forest that definitely wasn't suitable for cars. I was convinced we would pop a tire two hours deep into this maze of a forest with zero service and not a soul or spare tire in sight. I cried yet again and tried to quiet the negative thoughts rolling around in my head. We ended up finding pavement, finding the remote campsite, and setting up our tent as the sun was setting. We left the cover off the tent that night and watched the stars come out slowly above us. I calmed down, I slowed down, and I took some time to take in the beauty of the campsite at the end of that very long and bumpy road. I can't stop thinking of where to go from here, how to fix this problem I have of not being able to slow down or live as intentionally as I did in my childhood. But maybe there's no fixing. Maybe like Anne Lamott says, there's just a little more paying attention, a little more being exactly where we are when we're there. With that, I'm gonna go on a long walk through this new city with my boyfriend, eat some ramen at the place down the street, hopefully read more than 78 pages of my book before bed, open the windows and fall asleep to the sounds of our new neighborhood. And hopefully one day, realize a little attention goes a long way towards a simpler, slower, more fulfilled life. You just listened to the post titled On Paying Attention by Anne DeSauser with kateflanders.com. I'll keep this ending nice and short for you, but really quick, just a reminder that Kate Flanders is one of the expert contributors in Corny Carver's year-long course on simplicity, and registration just opened up. There's early bird pricing, and you can support a bunch of the authors who I narrate here, plus learn a lot and support this show by being part of that course. To learn all about it, come by oldpodcast.com slash learn. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and I'll see you tomorrow for Minimalist Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.